This is Thomas, a.k.a. a mad painter. I'd like you to join me Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. You opposed government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning, warning. We've got to stop them. They're going to kill us all. See how the trouble you've started? Be they a government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone. Or human beings. I'm when the operation of the machine becomes so odious. Makes you so sick at heart. You can't take part. You can't even casually take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it. That unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. Right, you tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution Welcome to Crip Ricks I've Been Thinking. What's this show all about? Well, it's all in the title. He enjoys interviewing people about issues that he finds interesting and which cause him to sit back and think. Cryptocurrency, true crime, natural law, the occult. No topic is off limits here. He has always enjoyed when people give their points of view or thoughts on different topics that they have researched. And what makes it all great is that it's their unique take on what is being discussed. For that reason alone, it makes it interesting to him. So take that walk down to his crypt. Make yourself comfortable. And just maybe, he will be discussing a topic that you have been thinking about. Here's your host, Crypt Rick. Well, welcome everybody. I'm so glad to be here once again. Another Monday evening. And it's actually been a beautiful day here today. I have to say it's actually getting warmer again. So I hopefully the spring is on its way because I have had enough of the winter. So it was actually a great day today. And so I'm happy. It's a warm day. I think winter's finally starting to let up. So that's a great thing, in my opinion. And But before I go, get started and get my guest on in that, I always like to say that to remind everybody that it is listener-supported here. You guys all know that. You guys are what makes this all work and helps keep freedom alive. It is through your donations that keep this uh, station up and running and the fight for freedom and truth. That is so important right now because, as I keep saying and reminding people, we are losing it all the time. Every day we're losing it a little more. 
and you know i'm here to i'm here for the fight i mean i'm here to fight for truth i'm here to fight for freedom and i'm it's got to be done and i mean anytime you can support a station or anyone that is fighting for that is so important and you can do it many different ways we got uh, you can go through uh if you got cryptocurrency bitcoin ethereum bitcoin cash so if you're somebody that's into crypto you can donate that way uh, we got uh, Patreon. You can become a Patreon member where you donate every month, which is cool. And don't forget, we also got a shop where you can buy lots of cool things. There's T-shirts, there's mugs, and it all goes to supporting uh, freedom and keeping everything going here and all the great uh, hosts that we have on covering a lot of amazing topics. So anything you can donate, guys, is super appreciated and very uh, grateful for that. And just to... Let you know that I just want to, before I get my guest on, I just want to let you know my guest uh, this evening is going to be Will Keller. And I just want to give you a little bit of information about Will first before I introduce him. So I just want to give you guys a little information here. So Will Keller is a freedom activist, animist, anarchist, student, and teacher of, and of nature, sorry, and is a father. Will is the co-host and producer of National Freedom League video series and a content creator for the one great work network will keller is devoted and morally obligated to increase awareness on the causal factors of suffering uh, suffering for humanity and to expand the understanding of the current human condition by educating the public on critical topic topics such as conscious parenting human psychology human behavior objective morality natural rights natural law and the laws uh, and the universal laws of nature uh, all of these topics are inseparable for understanding and achieve, achieving true freedom for humanity. And amazing. And I, and I first uh, heard about Will when I got his uh, presentation, uh, which is the state of freedom. What is it? And is it? And sorry. Oh, my Lord. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> the state of freedom, what it is and is not. And it was an amazing presentation. I've watched it several times and very powerful. So. Enough of me babbling on here. Let me just welcome my guest, Will Keller. Will, are you there, and how are you doing this evening? Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so excited to have you on here because we're going to be topic, talking about uh, topics that are so uh, dear to me and that I've been, I've been learning about for many years now. And I think they're so important now, especially with the way the, time, you know, the, way the world is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that you're here uh, to hear your thoughts on it. And I was just, as I was just saying, I first uh, caught your lec- uh, your presentation, um, the state of freedom, what it is and is not, and it was amazing. Great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that real quick. The the funnel conference was a huge success. So everyone that um, that joined us and, and viewed and donated, uh, we're extremely grateful. So thank you for that. Um, the uh, group, it started out as a support group, uh, Natural Freedom Alliance. And, um, you know, after a year and a half of uh, supporting each other and motivating each other, we decided to, um, it was time to create action. So we came up with the idea to have the Freedom Under Natural Law Conference. And uh, it was phenomenal. So we're going to do more in the future. Oh, that's going to be amazing. And like, you had so many great uh, presentations on there. Uh, I've been watching them. That's how I first uh, saw Leslie uh, Leslie's lecture. Uh, mm. Then I had her on last week, which, you know, another amazing one. All the lectures I've been watching here are just amazing. And there's so much information that it's a great thing. And, 
I definitely yeah. will. I'm going to leave a link uh, in the chat for people to actually be able to go and check this out. And I'd strongly suggest that they watch the lectures. Uh, you'll learn a lot for sure. Amazing stuff. Yeah, they're huge topics from um, natural birth, uh, self-defense, um, conspiracy and, and a- analyzing perception and what's going on in the world, natural law. Uh, spirituality and the ultimate connection um so i mean it was just everyone followed through and executed uh incredibly and you know the tech stuff you know a lot of these people um are fresh to the tech uh the technology mm-hmm. and they like did a me. great <laughs> like, like me as well i'm constantly learning right we live in a technological age so that's a huge component everyone uh did a great job so yeah freedom under naturallaw.com we have all the replays up there and stay tuned Right. And that, and that's something that we should touch on very quickly, Will, is that we have to learn the technology if we want to get this information out there. That was a, a bitter pill that I had to swallow a few years ago. And I, a realization I came to a, a few years ago is that I'm not going to be able to do this on my phone. Um, you need, you need equipment to do this. And, and that's the one problem I had is that I, you know, I just didn't have a working, a good computer. I didn't have anything. And I was like basically just hooked on my phone. And I didn't know any of the technical techno, uh, technology side of things. And I learned very quickly that if you want to start getting this information out and in a very effective way, you, you're going to have to learn it. And so I'm very – and I, if I can learn it, I always tell people, well, if I can do it, anybody can because I literally am learning this as I go. And I've told you that when we were talking off air, like I'm learning this as I go. But you have to start somewhere, and, and at least I'm learning and I'm here, which is important. That's a great attitude. Yeah, for me, it took me, you know, a couple years to make the decision to kind of go public and and start creating content. I was very much anti-technology. I wanted to homestead off in the woods and and I still want to do that, right? There's definitely a balance. But Mm -hmm. in uh, the current conditions in the world, we need to get, um, correct positive messages out. And this is the best way to get that information out to the world. So, um, yeah, we got to know the tech. It's here. It's not going anywhere, and it's advancing. We need to understand that as well. Exactly, a hundred percent. And it's not that bad, guys, when you start actually doing it. And I can—that's what I'm just saying from my point. I mean, I think the biggest fear I had was not like I, I, it was so much scarier until I started doing it. And then once you start learning, it's not as bad as people think. That's the one thing I really can take away from that. Yeah, I think most people get caught up in trying to uh, strive for perfection or set the bar really high right. <clears throat> when in reality you need to gather the information, the foundational information of tech, and then create an outline, get a plan, your intention, and then start, and right. you will evolve and grow as you, know, as you go on. Yep. Um, so, yeah. One hundred percent. So, I mean, I think we should like we have a a lot of topics here that uh, we're going to be touching on. As I was saying before, the we got on on live that I mean, you could spend a day talking about each one of these topics. So we're just going to be able to kind of touch about touch on them a little and then hopefully it'll uh, make people really curious to start diving into them deeper. So uh, the topic I wanted, since it was, you know, what your presentation was about is freedom. Like, what is freedom, Mm -hmm. Will? Excellent question. What's more important than freedom, right? Freedom is the most important thing um, in existence, and we'll dive in why this is the case. Um, and I'll start with some caveats. Um, I try to keep my style, in the, and when I propagate this information, I try to simplify the profound because we can – communication is extremely important, but 
if comprehension is missing, then the message um, in its totality or it might be fragmented. And I think a big problem is that a lot of people have their own mentally perceived definitions of words. Um, so it's good to start with definitions, right? Okay. Definitions mean clarity of meaning. Um, so when we look at freedom, it's free will expression unrestrained free will expression right we exist so we, we we take certain actions and uh what makes you free versus the opposite of freedom which would be slavery right slavery is a claim of ownership it's it's restricting free will free will expression so and then you, we have the state of the state of free will expression is freedom and that's you know that's a flat bottom basic definition but Here's the here's the key. Freedom is one of those terms that I think the majority of people in the world think they know. Like, oh, yeah, I know what freedom is. You know, mm -hmm. we live in America. We are, quote unquote, free. Right. But that's not actually the case. And this is where philosophy comes in. There's a huge lack of philosophy. You know, where are the great thinkers, the great minds? They're out there, but far and few between. And this is what philosophy does. It takes a concept, a word, anything, and it dives in deeper. You reduce it down. You apply it to yourself, and you apply it to the world. So this is pretty much the category that you and I are going to dive in today. It's it's the philosophical um, um, sections of freedom. What is freedom? Mm -hmm. So you know we see a lot of um, protests going on. The the freedom convoy, and as I'm observing these uh, these events. And watching videos of people commenting on them while they're there, um, I can easily see that they they have a lack of knowledge of what freedom is, and not only what it is, but how to achieve it. Right, right. And, and this definitely leads to you know our current human condition, and then the ultimate question: Why? Why are we in the situation that we're in? How come it's not getting better? So, you know, we'll touch on these things, but right. And that that's very true, too, because I was very like you. I was watching the convoys very closely and I was watching the interaction between the protesters and the the police uh, cops, whatever you want to call them. I call them order followers. But, hey, if you want to call them police, mm -hmm. I'll go. I'll work. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you that way. Um, and it was very and I kept seeing the protesters. They were like, you know, just one of you come to our side, you know, and then all of you shall follow. And I'm, and I just kept thinking, like. I you don't understand what you're up against uh, when you're dealing with uh, a cult of a cult member. Uh, to me, it's a cult, uh, the police force and and people that are uh, backing it and stuff like that. And I think that they think that if they just get one person over, it's going to be very simple. Everybody's going to join the other side. And it's just, I just was like this. It doesn't happen that way. You have to first wake these people up. And it's not as easy as just telling you to come to another side. Like, I mean, and I, I get what they're trying to do. And I, and I hear them yelling freedom. You hear, I heard that constantly, but I really like what you said that I, I don't even think they really know what the word means mm -hmm. at a base level. Yeah, exactly. This is going back to philosophy. You have to know the inner workings of, of what something means. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people say they're for freedom, but their actions and behavior and understanding shows otherwise. Right. Um, so and I think it's really important, too, when we go on within this conversation that um, and this is part of my styles, I do not use euphemisms. 
Um, so some of this information for the listeners might um, create an emotional reaction inside. And that's good to acknowledge it, but don't let it steer your your uh, your mental focus from listening to the information. Go back and then, you know, process it and apply it to yourself later on. But using euphemisms is kind of sugarcoating and it's 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 almost being lightweight deceptive when people use euphemisms. And I think a lot of the euphemisms nowadays are coming from lack of knowledge. So, right, right. And then the, the one thing that and that's so right, what you, I, I totally agree that 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 we can't sugarcoat anymore. I honestly do believe that we're in the mess that we're in because of people sugarcoating things, trying to be nice about it. And I think that's why where a lot of us are where we, you know, where humanity is at right now. And I really, and I like the way that you were saying that we should know the meaning of words and stuff like that. And I, and, and the one thing I'd like to touch on and get your thoughts on is, uh, our natural rights and, you know, basically our rights. And I went around and asked people, even in my own circle, can you describe to me what a right is? Like, can you just tell me the definition of a right? Because that's what people are saying that we're losing our rights. We have to defend our rights. But they, then you ask them to define what a right is, and they don't even—they can't give you a definition of it. So I want to get you to touch on that, and maybe educate people on what a right is, what our natural mm-hmm. rights are, and along that line. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, again, natural rights is something that people think they know, um, but this is a huge, huge uh, piece of the puzzle because, well, just real quick, going back to freedom, right? Freedom is actually—it's the natural state of creation. It's the birthright of of human beings and all beings, right? So, and within free will expression, we take actions and behaviors, right? So, what what behaviors are right and what behaviors are wrong? And we people we say that we want freedom, like how we touched on with the convoy. You know, there's a lot of people that say they want freedom, but mm-hmm. yet they don't, they don't, they're lacking the knowledge. And this is the type of knowledge that they need. Um, because there are requirements for change, right? If you say you want certain conditions to be present, then you have to, uh, you have to know the specific requirements that, that exist in order to achieve the change. So natural rights. A right is simply any action or behavior that does not cause harm to another sentient being. Mm-hmm. So we exist in this reality, right? That's objective. Everyone can agree with that. And then we take certain actions. So what makes a right action a wrongdoing? And there's a common denominator, and that is harm. Right. As soon as, as soon as harm is initiated and, and, and someone's aggressed upon it, it's not a right. It's a wrongdoing because harm exists there. And, you know, we can go on and on. There's an infinite amount of right actions that we can take. Right. But, but only a few wrong. There's only you, a select few are wrong. Yeah, you, you got it. Absolutely. And, and we can reduce these down to, to seven and then ultimately one. So if we do, if we look at the wrongdoings, we've got murder, assault, rape, theft, Coercion, trespass, and deception. All of these are a taking of something, right? Taking of life, of well-being, um, of sexual interaction, property, um, your the security in your own domain, um, and then deception is 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 taking uh, valuable information, taking truth from someone to make an accurate decision. 
So all of these are a taking of something. And that is, we can sum it down to one thing, and that's theft. It's a taking. Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a process of theft. So, and, you know, about now people are like, okay, I, gr- I agree with that, right? And But we're going to apply it to the world in, in a little bit. So um, when we think about rights, let's talk about the difference between force and violence. Big difference. Um, Oh, Big, for sure. You know, I, the first the first one I listed was murder. So now, murder versus killing are completely different. Murder is the taking of life. Killing is the initiation of force to to stop aggression. For instance, self defense. So we exist in this realm. We take actions. And there's there's two principles that we need to understand, and the first one is the non-aggression principle, right? We all owe every everyone one thing, one thing only, and that is non-aggression. Correct. The, se- the second, and that's that's the first one, right? That's in this order. That's the first. The second is if we are aggressed upon. We have the natural right to defend ourselves. So that's self-defense. So right. non-aggression and self-defense, very simple. These principles of the natural world and, um, and yes. So, and you know, principles mean first things first. So th- these are the foundational, um, operating parameters that we need to understand and know um, as we exist in this reality field, right? We're on it. We're having an experience, an experience to grow and to evolve in consciousness. So we, we right. need to understand um, what the parameters are. Right. And and that's the one thing I've noticed, too, and over the years is that because we're talking about self-defense is that by and I know it's by design that they're trying to make people think that anger is a bad thing. Uh, uh, defense, you know, self-defense is a bad thing. Like they're 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 definitely trying to steer it in that way to make people think that, um, like anger, uh, like righteous anger is a bad thing. And it, I mean, it's not because it's a we're gifted with that emotion from birth. It's there for a reason, and it definitely lets us know when things are amiss. It should have let us know that at least. And so I definitely see that you know a lot a lot of the new age stuff that I that I've been looking at and stuff like that that they're very big on you know never getting angry always staying in a positive mood don't look at anything that's you know bad because you're going to make it worse and stuff like that so I definitely understand what you're saying about that like how they're I I definitely see them steering us in that trying to steer us in that direction yeah no absolutely every emotion has a um, a purpose. Right. Um, and he, another thing that we can touch on, too, is um, just reality itself. Right. What is the natural world? You know, th- this is kind of getting all jumbled up in, in today's age. Right. We they're the natural world and the artificial uh, natural meaning of or related to creation. It's inherent. And then artificial meaning man-made human beings created it so it's it's pretty much the realm of the real and 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 the realm of the the fake right the foe so but that's good because when we're talking about you know we're talking about rights now right which is rights make up morality the difference between right and wrong this is morality and and here is 
we're getting down to the root of the problem, right? And in today's world, a lot of people think that morality is a, is a social construct, that it's relative depending on time, place, and location, mm-hmm. um, depending on culture. Well, the, you know, the, those people over there do things differently. They have their own morality, or it's relative to each person, you know. Oh, I have my morality. Rick has his morality, right? Yeah, and that's not the case. Looking more, in the more natural world. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, and we'll we'll dive into that too. For as well. sure. Yeah. Um, but in the natural world, the realm of the real, right? Rick exists. I exist. I can't harm Rick, and Rick can't harm me. This makes it objective. Mm-hmm. So it applies to everyone, everywhere, anytime. 100. Yeah, I, I couldn't say it better. I'm just I'm just really into this conversation. Thank you so much. It's and it's so true. And and that's one thing that I'm I've I'm noticing, too. And I and I think other people are starting to notice it, too, that they're very they I, I mean, I don't like to call them the elite that run the world because to me, they're they're just garbage. I mean, I don't even want to give them the this title that they have or the Illuminati or whatever that are running this world. But I do think most people realize that they we are being controlled and that there is a group of people um, controlling us. I think most people would agree with that. And I do see them definitely pushing, trying to keep people away from nature and that. I, cause I'm very, I'm like you, I'm very big in nature. I'm very close to it. I'm, I like gardening and I, I just like, I've always been that way. I just, I'm very aware of nature around me and things like that. And what's going on with the COVID and lockdowns and all of this garbage, I call it. And this pandemic is that they are definitely trying to keep us away from nature and definitely keeping us trying to tear people apart from getting into groups and talking and trying to isolate us, keep us in our houses. I think that's the one thing that they do not want is people actually starting to get in groups, talk and talk like we are and people on this uh, station are. That is what I think they fear the most, in my opinion. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, you know, the social engineers is how I like to. Good one. Um, That's good. La- yeah. Label the the hidden hand. Um, you know, the people behind the curtain. You know, uh, listeners need to understand that there are, there is the people you see on TV, the politicians, the president. All these people are just the puppets that are that are. Their goal is for you to see them <clears throat> and give you. Excuse me. Give you the illusion that they're in some type of control position. In reality, there are, there's a, a subset of of humans that are behind the scene scenes. These people do not have social security numbers. They do not have birth certificates. Right? They are making the claim, and they're doing a good job at it at, at being the masters, the rulers of the world. Mm-hmm. Right? They they want to play God on earth. And they're they're doing a good job because they hold when we talked about the requirements of change, they hold the information that the majority of people are lacking and don't understand. Right? So they hold this information. This information's passed down through their, their lineage, um, through their bloodlines, and um and they are they put their you know, their minions in these key positions, all in the, the institutions, the government institutions, cultural institutions, and, you know, they, they sway society. But th- the thing is, is that they, they are influencers. The human beings, we are all individually are actually taking the action. We're taking, you know, we're performing our own behavior. So that's why I say social engineers or influencers because, um, even there, even though there's there's violations 
of natural rights all over the place on a daily basis, mm-hmm. we still within ourselves have the power to control our behavior. It's just, you know, it's just that if people are going to take in the, the correct um, information and then apply it to their own behavior. Right. And and though and this and the social engineers, which is a great way to to put it, or um I call them master psychologists. I've used that a lot too when I talk to people oh, yeah. that you're dealing with you're dealing with people that know the human brain and the human condition so well that they've got they got humanity pegged. And I mean they know what makes people most people tick. They know uh how to manipulate that in any way that they want. And they definitely are. I, I see it all over. When you start seeing it, it's so obvious. Like it's kind of really uh a neat thing when you start to see it and you look and you start noticing it because it's everywhere and they're definitely in every aspect of our life they're influencing us and they're trying to keep us away from getting any good information and that and that i mean anybody just do a google search and try to find stuff on on topics that are very important like even on natural law and stuff like that or if you're trying to talk about good health which i found out the hard way well doing a i did a uh interview with uh, russ tanner and we were talking about mercury poisoning and the what it can do to the body and stuff like that and i didn't my video didn't even get the interview didn't even get the premiere on youtube they wouldn't even let it go on air so i had to go and upload it somewhere else but they are definitely censoring people, and that's what I'm definitely trying to fight against is this censorship and the trying to quiet people that are trying to get this good information out because people like you and me and a lot of other people have this information, but they're making it very hard for people to get it out to the masses kind of thing. Oh, yeah, and you brought up some some excellent points that I'll touch on real quick. So, yeah, you, you, you said advanced psycholo- psychologists. Right. That's exactly what they are. They hold that the, – the most important information – two categories of information, um, the, the knowledge of how the human mind works, the psychology of how the mind works and the body operates, and the, uh, the operation, the knowledge of the operation of nature, the natural world. They know this profoundly. This is why they're able to plan hundreds of years in advance. Um, and the control of information, right? This is, I mean, as soon as you start controlling information, this takes in, into a whole nother category of control. Um, right. And this is ultimately what their goal is. They want to keep us um, away from understanding nature and how we're not separate from nature. We are part of nature. So they this information, they keep it hidden um, and occulted. And this is what the category of occultism is. Right. right? We should let people know. Well, this was very when I learned about this a few years back. I know when people hear the word occult, at least in my circle of friends, they automatically go to. Uh, the Hollywood variant where they're thinking of people in black robes and they're sacrificing a chicken or something and they're chanting and that's what they think of the occult. They think of like that aspect of it that you think of in Hollywood. Can you let people know what occult, what occult means? Like just let's break down the word and what it means and what it, like its true meaning so people understand that. Very good. Yes. Occult. Occult, right? Comes from uh, the Latin oculus, which means eye. Occultism means hidden. So we're talking about hidden knowledge. That's all the definition means. But the question is, what knowledge? What kind of knowledge? What does that knowledge entail? And this is what we're referring to of, uh, of you know, how the mind works, the psychology and the laws of nature, how nature operates. Now, 
And you're right. People do have an emotional reaction to that right. word because they've been conditioned and programmed to think it means something that it doesn't. Um, for instance, you talked about doing a Google search, right? You, did you know that it's like, I think it's 93% of the internet is occulted, meaning it's Very true from the majority of people. When people go to all the, the known, um, search engines, Google, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, you know, all that stuff, you're only getting a very f- small fraction of the, the internet. You know, it just shows you that the information is being curated to, to the public. So this is what, you know, like the dark web and, and getting on the torrent systems and stuff like that. So the information that we're talking about is out there. There are people talking about it, but we need to amplify that, that voice for sure. For sure. Right. And then they're doing everything in their power not to let the voice get out there because, I, and I know they're scared of, of people waking up and, and learning about natural law and, uh, the, you know, freedom and stuff like that. Once they, I, they, that is what they think they fear the most. And, uh, so they're doing everything they can. And the one thing that I do know, and I mean, and the one thing I try to tell people is, and I harp about this a lot in other interviews that I've done is I, I really like to get into, uh, order followers and that, because as I've said in, uh, previous interviews and when I talk to my friends and that, that the reason that we're in this mess, is that a lot of people don't have this knowledge that that we're speaking about they haven't looked into it and then the fact that they of order followers like we we I truly believe that we're in this mess because of order followers and mm-hmm. not knowing the difference between you know not knowing morality not knowing the different not even knowing what a right is or maybe not even caring what a right is i imagine some don't even care um or any of that uh, kind of like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I really think that we've got into this mess by people that are just blindly following orders, which I think is uh, how we how we're here and how we're staying here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, order followers following orders. Uh, we're going to talk about what that means. But um, but you're right. The majority of people lack the most fundamental information, and that's the information on really how to act in the world. Right. right. So th- th- this is a huge problem because obviously the social engineers, their goal is to create the ultimate control system. So, you know, they're using our energy as as their own, however they see fit. Right. Um, but following orders, what is an order follower? An order follower is someone that that follows through and acts on a command by someone else that they consider a superior person right and now of course we can talk about the the top order followers um which would be the police and the military but also order followers expands deeper than that to nurses doctors school teachers anyone that is not making their own decision using their own conscious and they're just doing something because someone told them to do it right right and then i I, i'm gonna try to play a clip guys i've never done this before i did test it with will beforehand so i'm hoping this is going to work because i do want to play this clip so let me just try to bring this up and this is uh let me just bring it up here and hopefully oh hold on here i will get this will i promise Oh, you're doing great, right? Yeah, we're going to get it going. But so this is from Mark Passio's lecture, the cult, of, uh, the cult of Ultimate Evil, Order Followers and the Destruction of the Sacred Feminine. And I just think that 
Um, this little clip that we're going to play is really going to show you what, you know, a true sense of an order follower and the definition of an order follower. And then we can kind of talk about it, Will, after we listen to it. So hopefully everybody can sure. hear this and I'm going to play it. Let me know, Will, if you can hear it. And then, so let me just go ahead and play it here. Hey, my yes, I can. Adam. Nice to meet you. I was in the Marines. I do a YouTube channel now called Adam versus the Man. You mind telling me what it's like being here for inauguration? Uh, it's a great thing to be here. Right on. Um, can I ask about what you think of President Obama? Well, I uh, I support our new leader, and uh, that's pretty much all I really feel about that's that. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Support our leader. Hey, I do commander in chief. Go Obama. So when you enlisted, you swore an oath to the Constitution, right? Yes. And do you think Obama's policies are constitutional? I don't really follow politics too much. So you swore an oath with your life to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and you have no idea what that means. Hey, sounds good to me, sir, if that's the way you want to put it. Really? That's it? That's it. That sounds pretty dangerous. It sounds like following orders without question. Nope, I just uh, do what I'm told by my leaders, and that's pretty much it. I leave the politics to other people. So you do follow orders without question? Uh, from my leaders, yes. Yeah. So if they if, if they told you to to do something that was immoral, you wouldn't you wouldn't question it. You wouldn't wonder what the basis of that was, or where that order came from, or what its real purpose was. You you just do it because someone told you to, and they're they're paying your paycheck. Hey, whatever you want to say, sir. Hey, don't call me sir. I was a sergeant. There you go. I worked for a living. Okay. But I got out and I found out what I, what was you know wrong with following orders without questioning them. And I found out that when I was in Fallujah in 2004 with the Marine Corps Civil Affairs team, we weren't really serving the people or protecting people. We were serving the politicians and the banksters and the war profiteers. I mean, doesn't that bother you to, to know that you're a, a pawn in all that and, and that you allow it to happen by just following orders without question? Hey, whatever way you feel, sir. Well, I'm asking how you feel. Well, it's not really important how I feel. Feelings have been conditioned out of you? You're you're a, a soldier now? However you feel, sir. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to say on the subject for posterity? No, sir. Well, let me tell you, there's... Hey, you got to stop calling me sir, man. All right, sir. Staff sergeant? Oh, all right. I see how it is. Well, there's an organization called Oath Keepers. And it's about people who, who take their oath to that, to that Constitution seriously and want to make sure that things like what happened in Katrina, where there were soldiers and National Guard troops asked to take away citizens' firearms who were trying to defend themselves, or, you know, troops being used against the American citizens, they want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Would you be interested in, in having a little uh, a, a more understanding of your oath and, and commitment to the Constitution that you swore an oath to support and defend? I'm good the way I am, sir. Really? Doesn't that make you part of the problem? Hey, if there's a problem, I'm not aware of it. Is ignorance bliss? Could be, sir. Could be. I don't think you're as dumb as you make yourself out to be. I think you're playing me off. Might be, sir. You might be. I'm pretty confident in that, actually. All right. You're smarter, aren't you? You know what I'm talking about. Well, I got a job to do, sir. What's your name, Staff Sergeant? Bob. What's your last name, Staff Sergeant? That's all I got, sir. You're a public servant, are you not? Sounds good to me, sir. You don't want any kind of accountability for what you're saying, do you? No, sir. Well, you don't have any name badge on. Special Police, Staff Sergeant Bob, thank you for your time. I hope, you, I hope you'll at least 
take the advice of an older veteran and think about some of these issues. Have a good day, sir. All right. Appreciate it. Yep. Well, well, I don't know what more, <laughs> I don't know what more to say. I mean, yeah. if that ain't the definition of an order follower, uh, I'm, I'm actually watching this again. I'm shocked. I really am. Yeah, that, that's, as, that's as bad as they get. And you can see now, I, I actually wouldn't consider, uh, that guy actually human. Now, I mean, yes, he, physical body, he looks human, but what, what does it mean to be human? Right. We this is what separates us from from the animal kingdom, plant and mineral kingdoms, is that we do have a higher order uh, uh, thought process that we use in the frontal lobe. This allows us for logic and reason and to process this type of information. Right. This puts us in a completely different category. This guy is not thinking if you're not thinking whatsoever i mean are you are you truly human i'm saying that like in in a spiritual sense right that this man is broken this is why they do um you know uh boot camp and um you know for the police and military they you know they have uh the academy they even they do this for for nurses and doctors right in in med school there's always that uh that foundational process where they have to um program the 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 being Right. So, for instance, if, you know, the military, police and military, um, you know, the academy and and, um, and boot camp is so brutal, they need to break the psyche down and then they're going to program it with the information that they want to program with. So, unfortunately, you know, the, the police and military, these are the people. Now, so why is this a bad thing? It's a bad thing because they are actually committing the actions. They are doing the behaviors of the social engineers right right and that's they're what not, i've asked i've questioning actually, anything right and i've asked my friends this i think it's a great thing to ask people and and what i've asked my friends is and it's a great thing i suggest people do this is uh when you're looking at order followers and the people giving the orders who is more morally culpable for the action that's that's you know the damage that's done from this order is it the person giving the order or is it the person actually following the orders, the order follower? And a lot of people say, at least in my, the people I've asked, is that they think that the order follower is the one that is more uh, morally wrong what they're doing. And I'm like, that I no. Can you kind of explain that? It's oh, the, the order, the order giver. giver, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, the order follower is the one actually carrying out the action. So they're definitely uh, brunt, taking more of that karmic brunt if they're the ones actually performing the order. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And causing the harm. Right. Right. So, I mean, we can even look at um, doctors and nurses. How many doctors understand that the genetic modification or the needle craft is harmful, but yet they still do. They still give it to people. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like order followers isn't just for the police and military. It's nurses, doctors. I mean, t- I put teachers in there. Right. This might upset a lot of people, but teachers, I mean, knowing that masks are harmful and and suffocating children, but yet they have to do it because who the state says or their boss says so they need that paycheck. They need to put food on the table. So it's it's pretty much selling your soul. It's being it's the abdication of responsibility. Now, what is responsibility? Right. Response able. The ability to respond. So as a human being, right, we take actions and how are we going to respond 
um, to certain situations and actions. This is why the order followers, they are the grunts. They are the strong arm of the controllers because they are performing the actions. We can look at like, you know, the war going on right now. And I mean, the, the bankers are funding both sides, right? This is just another sacrifice of human life. And, um, and you know, those soldiers aren't questioning anything because they've been, they've been broken in the mind and the spirit. And right. now they just perform the actions. Right. So. And, that, and that's what I noticed too with the, when I was watching the protest too, is that you could see that there was the light, like there was nothing in their eyes because I was really focusing on, I wanted to see what the police were going to do. Like to me, this was like a test of where humanity was at. I was like, I want to see with these protests, um, how the police react and how, you know, everybody at the rallies was acting and the protest was acting. And I just remember, and I was talking about this in a previous show and I think I brought it up when I was, when I had Leslie on that, I was watching a clip where a woman was just going along the sidewalk she was just filming and like she wasn't bothering anybody she was just on a public sidewalk filming and a police officer came up to her and was really giving her a hard time saying you can't film me you shouldn't be on the streets uh you know get out of here we're gonna start we're gonna arrest you and when i looked in his eyes you could see i could see in a in a millisecond if his commanding officer would have told him to pull out his little club and throw that woman on the ground and beat her and then arrest her. He would have done it without question. I, you could see it in his eyes that he did not care. Morality be damned. Rights be damned. It did not matter. You could just tell that he would have done it. And it's all oh, that yeah. stuck with me so bad, and it's still in my mind when I think about this stuff. Well, yeah. What, what about the the people who got trampled by the horses in in the, uh, uh, right. the Canadian convoy, right? And then and then the the the, the order followers, the police, that were caught on camera laughing about it. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the order followers; they think they're in a higher class of of human beings, right? They're actually just the house slave. Right. They get special attention from from the controllers. And, and that's good enough because they they've been broken down in the psyche and the psyche. Now, what now what makes someone want to be an order follower? Good. Now, good topic. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the psychology. Well, nine ninety nine percent of it. It does stem from childhood. There's a lack of the mother, the 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 parental um, figures. There's a lack of either motherly or fatherly. So. This doesn't people don't heal from this. Right. And it just keeps building up, building up. And then they seek that because there's an internal contradiction. There's there's confusion internally that they that they they haven't processed. So they seek that um, that lack of right. Either the mother or the father. They seek it externally and they'll seek it into an institution or, you know, a certain type of people. Because with the police and military, it's one thing they they feel like they're a family, right? That is like the father that they didn't have, um, and you know the the thin blue line. The, these are clubs uh, of people. Um, so there, unfortunately, when you look at like Republicans that think that you know the the police and military are good, and they want you know. Um, they, they, the, there are good police and military, um, as long as they stick to their oath, right? right? The oath of what? The oath of the Constitution, where our rights do not come from the Constitution. The Constitution is a piece of paper. That's right. all it is. This is what we're talking about. That morality is objective and inherent in nature, in the natural world. 
our rights come from nature, creation, because we exist. That's right. where they come from. We do not need a piece of paper to say we are sovereign. So exactly, yeah, one hundred, one hundred percent. And that, and that's the thing that I think bothers me the most is that, um, that people think that you know people in government that that they can just make rights up as they as they want, like at a whim, you know. And and I and the one topic that I think about a lot is the marijuana topic. And um, you know, years ago, like if you got caught with a gram of weed, they would throw you in jail and basically throw you into the jail there's so many people in jail for having just marijuana and then just on a you know when the politicians decided that okay now it's going to be legal they just they make it legal they just think they have the right to do that and then what about all these lives they affected for all of these years before that like there's been families that have been destroyed for somebody having a little bit of marijuana on them and stuff like that but now because somebody waved a magic pen it's a right it's okay and everybody's good with it that that, that's wrong in so many ways yeah, it's it's only a claim. It can never be a right. Human human beings Sorry. can can Oh no, 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 it's fine. I was just kind of just going off of what you were saying. Right, I'm just it's, frustrated. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, this this is a perfect topic to lead into applying this information to the world and talking about the human condition. Like mm-hmm. what is the state of the world? Now, we define what freedom freedom is, right? Freedom the state of um unrestricted free will expression. So, if Talking about marijuana, right? A, a, a powerful uh, plant that can be used in so many different ways. Right. I mean, cannabis uh, itself can can revolutionize the the whole civilization with the uses it's from. But anyways, let's just stick to right. the. And I just want to say too, Will, that cannabis. If it wasn't for cannabis and me taking it medically the way I, that I am, I wouldn't even be out of – I'd be a bedridden, and that's just being 100 with everybody. That's how powerful this it is as a medicine. It is a medicine, and it keeps me moving every day, and I mean it's way better than any pharmaceutical drug that they're going to – that they've been trying to give me my whole life that I – you know, I'm like, no, I'll stick with this. Absolutely. Why? Because it's natural. It's a magical plant. Pharmaceuticals are artificial. They're man-made. Men created them. It will never – pharmaceuticals will will never be the equivalent equivalent, to natural medicine in certain ways. Um, So – but going back to um, taking cannabis, Mm -hmm. right? It's your body. You put something into your body, but yet there are other human beings that say, no, you can't do that, right? So what is actually going on there where they say, hey, in this location, you cannot put something into your body? That is a claim of ownership. If right. you can't put it in your own body because someone says, I, I say you can't, they're making a claim unto you, meaning that they are claiming they own you. That you are their property. They get to say the usage, the control, um, the amount, all of that, right? So this is um, this is the state of the world. Expand this right. out to the totality. We have government. Government exists. So what is government? Well, the the word government, if we break it down, um, it me it's uh, it's gubernare gubernare yeah which yep which means to control and then mens mentis which is the mind so it's mind control but what is it really what's the philosophical angle on it government is the belief in authority in human authority that certain human beings have the 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 power or the right to control 
other human beings, meaning that they can dictate and issue commands and and the other human beings must obey them. Now, that that's what government is. Now, government isn't an entity, right? It really comprises up its human beings that mm-hmm. hold a belief system. And now this belief system is the belief in authority. It's a religion. They're, they're, you know, with religious fervor, they, they believe in this. 100%. And, and, there, and there's, there, you know, there's different gradients, right? You have, um, you know, you have the, the extremists on both sides and, and then you have going all the way down to libertarians. And I don't go light on libertarians because libertarians is just like, <laughs> well, we just want a little bit of government, right? You can look government at government light. <laughs> yeah, government light, exactly. <laughs> Because they have not made the realization that morality is objective, meaning you cannot have a little bit of government and be a moral person, right? It's it's a control system. It's it's the belief in slavery, right? So, um, and that's so what we, it is when you break this all down. It is it's slavery, and one hundred percent when you start yes. believing in in this system. Where and I think of even how the government takes money from people every paycheck, you know, and they're and it's just so messed up. And then I, the fact that people are okay with this is not okay to me because it, it is, it's slavery and they have no rights to do, they have no right to do what they're doing. They're, and then the fact that they think they can just give themselves these magical rights is where the, that's the problem. <laughs> that's where we're. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll tie this in with order followers, right? Because the social engineer, engineers is just a very small, um, small group of people. Right. Mm-hmm. They just know how to manipulate and and influence the, the masses. Right. So you have government, the belief in human authority. Right. But they also have a monopoly on violence and coercion and duress because they have the the order followers under them that will come and drag you out of your house because you put a plant in your body and they'll lock <laughs> you up in a cage. So they will yeah. violate you. Right. So it's it's or they'll go and, and bomb a country just because, you know, someone said to they, they don't question it. So that's why they're the, they're the strong arm of the 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 control system of slavery. Now, right. this is hard for people to understand, right, that the condition, the human condition on this planet is, in fact, 100 percent slavery. And we are enslaved by our own doing. It's because we do not – the majority of people do not have – they have incorrect thinking and immoral or incorrect behavior. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the problem, and you know, a, a lot of people haven't even thought about these concepts because you know, philosophy, um, the internal dialect of thinking deeply um, is, not, is not really there, and it's, it's been bred out of people. Public schools, conditioning, the indoctrination camps, they, they want people to think a certain way. And that's, you know, that's where we come in. We need to come in and talk about this type of information as much as possible. But also understand that, um, this is extremely hard for people, right? Cause they, they, they're under emotional control as well. Right. And they're not using logic and reason correctly. Um, it, it, it's just, you know, a reaction instead of, uh, responding. Right. Right. And I, and I do notice that. And I, I think a lot of people would agree too, is that they definitely control by fear because they always want to keep you in that. They're always keeping people in a state of fear. You had COVID. Now we got a war. 
And then now, then when that kind of dies down there, I'm sure they're going to come up with, well, they already are coming up with a new ver- uh, variant of COVID. So it's always constant fear, 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 because they know if they keep the human brain and a person in that state of fear, they're, you're not thinking clear for one thing, because you're working on a reaction base. You're just reacting, like, because they got you in that fear. You're not thinking clearly. You're not using your whole brain. You're kind of just in that reptilian part where you're reacting. Mm-hmm. And definitely by design that they're keeping us in this state of fear. Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure, definitely by design, because when you're in fear, right, uh, the the body rearranges itself for fight, flight, or freeze, right, because it's all about survival, right? So now you are using the, the reptilian mind of the brain, the brainstem, where it's just, you know, the blood is just going straight to the, the legs and the arms because you're ready to fight or you're ready to run, right? So now, I mean, even on a uh physiological aspect right that there's less blood in the brain less oxygen people aren't thinking clear all by design because they know how the body and the mind works and this is why they do that um so you know and then even and the emotional control aspect which is you know uh majority controlled by the mammalian part of the brain mm-hmm. this is this is you know has emotions this is what controls emotions so that's why everyone's so emotionally reactive when you talk about something we need to step into that higher the higher faculties of, of right. logic and reason right so, and we and be definitely because we are coming up to the top of the hour here so i know that there's going to be break music happening any second now so just to let everyone know that we are here with will keller we are discussing a lot of great topics topics that are so dear to my heart we're talking about freedom we're going to be touching on natural law we're talking order followers so definitely guys come back after the break and we will be back in like five minutes guys Radio, freedomslips.com, number one listener-supported radio, the printing press for freedom at a time when freedom is needed the most. I am Bill Johnson. 
Some consider my efforts to be an underground law school. I am not an attorney and I do not give legal advice. I teach. That's lawful and legal. Consider yourself served. You are to appear Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, Studio A. My forte? Foreclosure and contract law. Grab your legal pad and pen. Learn a broad spectrum of law spanning administrative, criminal, family, tort, and federal law. Fools and losers cling to old cases. I dissect and comment on the latest rulings that control the courts. Don't be a loser. And if you don't appear, you will be held in contempt. I will defend myself against their tyranny. Number three is my radio broadcast. I'm squarely in front of the public all the time, and they all know what's going on. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolith and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on for expanding its sphere of influence. Hello, my name is John Wayne. And I do a broadcast here at freedomslips.com, revolution.radio, called The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1. Freedom and fear are at war. And folks, I assure you, we are in Defense Condition 1, Mission 1, as we journey perilously through this paradigm that we currently reside in. And I ask that you join me every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m., Eastern Standard Time for the unequivocal truth. DEFCON 1. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two swerving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator, every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meters. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, taking the confusion out of transmutated lunar girdle springs for four years and running. Revolution Radio, the number one listener-supported alternative media radio on the planet. All right, thanks for listening. Why don't we take that short break here at Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com. And yeah, we're going to get back to your host. Well, welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody had themselves a good little break there. Got up, did a little stretching, got yourselves a coffee. We are here with Will Keller, and we are discussing a lot of great topics, a lot of topics that I, I love to study and uh, talk about. Uh, definitely, we're touching on freedom, and we're looking at order followers and what causes them. And before the break, we were talking about fear and how fear is uh, keeping humanity, like how, you know, Humanity being kept in this state of fear is uh, leading to a lot of our problems. So welcome back, Will. Hey, Rick. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Not a problem. So we were discussing fear, and I think we should talk about that a little bit more, um, and maybe fear and consciousness and stuff like that, because I do think that it is a big key to this problem is that a lot of uh, humanity is 
constantly in that state of fear, which we both agree uh, is by design. So if you want to touch on more on that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, you know, I saw a meme uh, yesterday with about fear, and it was fear stands for um, uh, face everything and run or face everything and uh, and rise. I think I might have messed that up. But anyways, th- th- this is an important topic to understand. Most fear or all fear, first of all, um, derives from ignorance. Right. The um, the lack of knowledge, the the not know it's from the unknown and the primal fear is the fear of death. This is what this is what activates um, a lot of people when they think about, you know, if we look at the world with the socially perceived crisis, right, the the deadly virus that that's out there is that I might die. I might get sick and I might die. And this actually fear itself dictates um, most people's life in a way because they have they haven't dove deep into and contemplated the, the natural realm. And what is death? What's the difference between death and dead and being dead? Well, death itself is a natural process, just like birth. And we can see this in nature. It's everywhere. It's a transformation of energy. Mm-hmm. So, But being dead means you do not have any thought functions whatsoever. The capabilities aren't, are, are stagnant. They have ceased. And this is where we see uh, a lot of people at. They're not using that higher, the higher thought form uh, faculties. So this is why the social engineers call people the dead or the unbegun because they haven't began that process of self-evaluation and self-realization. Um, so um, one of the strongest tactics that they use uh, that we've been that I mean classic in their playbook they've been using it for eons is the the hegelian dialectic where they give you know to uh they give a situation they create a situation that gets a reaction from the public and then they step in with the solution for instance socially perceived crisis the television said that there's a daily a deadly virus it scared everyone and then they came out with the genetic modification Right. And it was just a way for them to tighten the grip on the control system. And that leads to other things. This is what they do constantly, constantly. We see it, how it just seamlessly just transitioned into war now. And they just keep doing that. And that's what keeps people in the state of fear. Mm -hmm. One hundred percent. And that is so true, too, because I remember when this whole a couple of years ago, and I think a lot of people remember back when this virus came out that the fear that they were pumping, like uh, it was, it was ramped up. Like they went at it, like they really threw in for this one. And I remember even listening to the to the news in my area, and they were like, you know, if you don't stay in, and this is going to get so bad that there's going to be bodies all over the streets. They're not going to be able to keep up with all the people dying, and all. And they just and they were really scaring people. It was working at least in my area. I can only speak for what I you know in my immediate area and stuff. And people were – they really were scared, and a lot of people still are that way. And uh, as I pointed out now, in, like two years into this, in a little bit – two years in a little bit, you know, if I didn't – never heard the TV, if I'd never had the TV on, never heard the media talking about this, I wouldn't even know that there was a pandemic going on, a supposed pandemic going on. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't even know it. It's just, but people look into this TV or they look at the, these, uh, news medias and stuff like that. And it's just constant. They're just hammering people with it and it never stops. It's always something new. Yeah. Yeah. The, the television definitely was created, um, as a, a weapon for the military. For sure. You know, we can look at Operation Mockingbird. Um, it's a it's a propaganda tool. This is what it is um, to captivate the minds. Why? So they can control. Um, they can manage your perception, perception management for behavior control, because our actions and our behaviors are dictated by the information that we hold in our in, in our mind. Right. So. This is how this is why this information is so important on how the human psyche works, how the uh, uh, the natural world operates. It's so we can get an accurate perception of reality of that which is so we can align our behavior accordingly. Right. And that, and that's what people are definitely not doing is like <laughs> with their actions and stuff like that. And it, you're you're so right that I've known that for years. I, I mean, TV that that they've just used that as a weapon. I think I, I hope most people listening would agree with that. And especially with the the products that they're putting out on the TV. Like I, the one thing I did notice, because when I was at my friend's place, he had the TV going on and stuff like that. And they, and they, you can see the programming because they every ad after the show was a drug commercial, you know, like for every ailment that you could think of, even once I'd never even thought like that, I never even thought was an ailment that they're, they're trying to give drugs for and stuff like that. So you can definitely see that they're trying to go down that path and definitely staying away from the natural law, the natural way of doing yeah. things. They don't want anybody knowing about anything natural anymore. It's just they, everything's got to be done by a man. And I'm like, I'm thinking nature's given us all that we need. We just have to uh, remember. Yes, exactly. Yeah. that That's why they call it programming, right? Or yep. the programs programs are on. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, this is what it comes down to. It comes down to, um, consciousness, right? We, and first of all, let's define consciousness if anyone's not familiar with this. Um, so consciousness is a being's ability to recognize patterns within oneself and in its environment. So we we cannot solve any problem from the same level of consciousness that created the problem. So this is, you know, so we're talking about higher consciousness um, we, we have a problem. The problem is that we are enslaved because people have incorrect thinking leading to uh, immoral behavior. So in order to get a uh, a wider scope to pull back and see the forest from the tree or the leaves, right, mm-hmm. we need to take in information. And this is what if consciousness is pattern recognition, we need to take in information to raise our pattern recognition and see these issues. So we take in knowledge, we process that and that turns into uh, understanding and then we can output that into wisdom, which is knowledge applied, which is our behavior. Um, so ultimately, it always comes down to consciousness. We can reduce existence down to consciousness. This is the the prime principle. Um, everything is mind. Everything is consciousness. Uh, this is why I'm an animist. Um, and I look at everything at states of consciousness. 
So that's getting down to because that gets down to the causal factors, the why of things. That's what we need to do. Everyone's always kind of looking at, you know, if we're talking, especially even the alternative media, they're always talking about the current events and what's going on in Mm -hmm. the world. These are simply the effects. This the physical realm has already manifested that this is the manifested realm, right? There is a causal realm and that's the realm of mind. You have the thought first, and then you take the the action. So there's a process to things, even looking at the natural world, natural being of or related to creation or God. We are in the mind of God. So this is these are deep concepts that people have lost over the years. The the knowledge of philosophy and metaphysics, deep metaphysics. And metaphysics being beyond the physical. This is the spiritual or the energetic or the mental realm. So – and you know that's that's kind of uh, one thing that I'm trying to do in my work is take these, these big concepts and then simplify them down for people to digest. But if we're speaking simply, right, morality, right. Is, morality is objective. Government exists because we do not understand that morality is objective and it, it applies to everyone. So we are giving away our, our power. We're giving away our energy and we're, and we're the ones that are enslaving ourselves. Exactly. 100%. And that was what I, I was having a discussion with a, a friend of mine who does a show and he was very, very upset because he's been following the rallies and what's going on and, and he was, he keeps saying that nothing is changing like everything is uh staying the same and and you know like the police you know they're not changing they're not going they're not going to the other side and learning about and joining with the protesters and stuff like that and i was trying to explain to him that it's not changing because we're not addressing what is causing the problem we're we're just we're looking at like right now when we see what's going on in the world it's because of actions that have happened in the past and we're seeing the effects for them now. Mm-hmm. So he's really upset that things aren't changing um, and he's not seeing the change. And I said, that's because we keep addressing the symptoms and we're not going after the problem. We have to start waking people up and teaching them about natural law and morality and stuff before we're going to see any changes in the symptoms. Yeah, 100%. There are requirements for change, right. and that, that lies in the mental realm, the causal realm. We, we need to have a correct understanding of how the, the world, how it operates, and then align our behavior to it. So it's, you know, as I think, so I feel, and then so I act. The trinity, exactly. We need to be in, in alignment. That's what that means. Um, and, you know, and I'll say one thing too, you know, about the, the state of the world being slavery. Slavery is another uh, word that people immediately assign their own mentally perceived definition right. to, right? They immediately go to, uh, you know, um, Civil War era with black mm-hmm. slavery, and that is overt slavery. Now, I'm going to tell you why overt slavery is, is better. I don't know if that's even the right term, um, than covert. When it, when it is, Overt slavery, shackles, chains, and whips, everyone knows we're enslaved. It's obvious. We can Mm -hmm. see it. We can see it. It's right in front of our face. But in the state of the world where we are now, where it's covert, 
It's, you know, it's, 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 um, someone needs to actually have the correct information and the, the ability of critical thinking to discern what's going on. Right. So it's, it's kind of hidden, but yet it's there. We're being violated every day through taxation, um, regulations, permits, um, war, all this, all this shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing that is that we're and a lot of people say, well, we just got to get the right person in the power. We got, you know, if we just get this person in the power, everything's going to change for the better. And I keep trying to tell them that that's never it hasn't worked in the past, and it sure as the hell isn't going to work in the future. Uh, part of pattern recognition, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. I mean, I I've known that forever. It seems that we're not going to we're not going to vote our way out of this problem. Like it's not one person is not going to uh, change. The way humanity is, we have to do the work ourselves. This is, this is something, this is an individual person's work to do this on themselves and then try to get out there and teach it to other people. That's how we're going to change this problem that we're in right now. Not by voting somebody in or some new party in or some new, you know, religion or something like anything like that. This has to be done on an individual basis. Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm glad you brought that up that there is no one that is going to save us. Right. The savior <laughs> complex, right, is is a huge problem and this is something that's been conditioned for eons in monotheism in religion in the cultural religions that there is a savior um that is going to, you know, come and save us. Mm-hmm. Th- this is all on us, right? There are no group rights. There is no political solution because politics is theater. You know, government is slavery under duress, meaning Mm -hmm. that um, as soon as your free will is violated, which which that is coercion, it enters into slavery. Exactly. You either do what we say or else we are going to harm you that this is what government is. Exactly. And, you know, and, and the state of slavery. It does not it doesn't it doesn't need continual violence. Um but it does need a continual state of duress, meaning the threat of violence. Right. And that's exactly what they put people under. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's always that threat. If you if you step out of line, this is gonna happen to you. If you say this, this is gonna happen to you. And it, and I've even noticed that in the social media sense that they're even doing it that way, that if you try to say something that uh, they don't like they they pull your video they pull your comment they ban you they i mean they're always having you in that state of duress uh, they definitely do now w- now what does that sound like too? what you just said that was excellent you know what that see th- this is where culture comes in generational mind control mm-hmm. do this do this or i'm i'm gonna harm you right that it sounds like a, a parental figure yep in culture, right? You better do this or I'm going to spank your ass. <laughs> or, you know, it, it, that's, that's what parents say. Not me. I, part of my work is conscious parenting, meaning breaking these, uh, erroneous belief systems, um, within ourselves. And that will radiate out ex- even to, um, to the, um, to being a facilitator for a young being, right. aka a parent. Um, see, we condition our children and they grow up and pass these traditions on. This is generational mind control. 
This is why conscious parenting, in my opinion, um, is is the game changer. Anyone that has kids, th- this information is vital. I did a presentation on it, um, um, conscious parenting for conscience beings, um, raising children, raising their consciousness, their awareness to understand morality, objective morality, and how to operate in the world, and then to exercise their conscience Con science, right? So, right. Um, it, it's a huge topic, but yeah, that's a topic. We're always it's... playing catch up, right? <laughs> right. In in in, uh, in parenting, the parenting aspect, we're we're playing catch up because the majority of people do not understand objective morality. And they teach their kids incorrectly, and then the cycle continues. Wow. Very very true, uh, and that's a topic that we could talk about. That's another whole show. Just on that one, on, that's just the one. So I've got to have you back to talk about that, Will, because that is another whole topic there. So definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely sure. passionate about conscious parenting and I highly for recommend sure. anyone uh, go check out my, uh, I have two presentations. So. Okay. Perfect. Yes. I will definitely uh, recommend that too to, uh, for people to watch. And so like, as we're discussing this, I definitely know, at least from, I, I, I know this because I've been looking into it for years, but the way out of this is that people definitely have to learn about natural law. We've kind of talked, we've brushed on that and we've kind of talked about it during this uh, interview. Can you just, let's kind of break down natural law because I know a lot of people that when I say natural law, it's always a combination of things. They don't know what I mean at all. Or they immediately go to survival of the fittest or Darwinism or they go somewhere along that lines. Can you let people know what you mean by natural law and the meaning of it and kind of give people that uh, the basis for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And again, we'll start with definitions, right? And right. It, has, it, has many, it has many names and titles. So, but uh, I do use it as natural law, the natural meaning of or related to creation. Um, so it's non man made and then law. The correct definition of law is it's immutable and unchanging. So we do, the delineation is capital L, capital A, capital W versus lowercase L A W, which is law, like man's law, like men created laws, which is artificial, fake law. Um, natural law is the the laws of creation. Now, this is a huge topic. I mean, right. it, th- these are ultimately these are the the boundary conditions in reality. The creator has put um, parameters on how everything operates within this reality field. So, natural law is it's also known as universal law. Spiritual law, cosmic law, moral law, karmic law, the law of cause and effect, um, the golden rule. Mm-hmm. We're talking about direct in context to morality and human behavior. Um, we most people know the physical laws, gravitation, um, thermodynamics, magnetism. These are the physical laws, but we never most people don't know the metaphysical beyond physics these are the energetic laws that right. affect everything in every way and and everyone and and like what you said that you know people get it confused with uh like darwism or mm-hmm. survival of the fittest the law of the jungle natural order that is not that's not what this is right um so 
natural law in context to how we're using it is is based on objective morality. It's a set of universal, eternal, inherent, non-man-made, objective, unchangeable conditions that govern the consequences of behavior, of the behaviors that we choose through our own free will. Mm-hmm. So when simply put, we take an action, there will be an effect, cause and effect. Now, right. we, we, we can ex- experience this every day, but now let's, let's apply it to the world, right? So, um, and when we say the collective, or when I say the collective or the aggregate, it's always based on the individual, because the individuals make up the aggregate. So when the majority of people are, their behavior is immoral, then the aggregate condition of society will lead to slavery, lead to control and duress. Right. And then and then when the aggregate or when the individuals, the majority of ind- individuals are living morally, meaning they know how to act, then we can be on the road and achieve true freedom. Right. So, you know, like the, when the people are saying, you know, um, they're the, the person, you know, like he does, he's not seeing change. Uh, with, I mean, you see the convoy and people think that, yeah, we're winning this. We're, we're getting freedom. You know, mm-hmm. the new, newer or, order is going down and all this kind of stuff. But yet the cops just come right in and just trample over people and shut shut it down. Yep. No problem. Right. This is because they don't understand how the world operates. Right. And that's the thing. That's what I was trying to explain to him is that we're seeing what we're seeing now is because of our of not following the proper way in the past. Like we're kind of seeing it manifest now. It's not like a. And I try to explain to people too that like uh, I, I guess if you look at it from a karma way, it's not like a one-on-one ratio where if you do you know somebody does a bad, then a little bad comes to them, and that that's like I love the way you bring up the aggregate that it's it's humanity creating this as a whole. You know, and yeah. we're all individuals, but it's all pooling into it. We're kind of putting it all into the pool. And then so when I look at humanity now and I see the reactions of what's going on and what's going on in our world now, I can definitely I think anybody can look and say, are they living under are we living under natural law as a, a species, as an aggregate? Definitely not, because look at the uh, outcome that we have now. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And, and a good example, if we look in history, we can look at um, the Nazi era, right? right. The, 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 the German people was the – in the aggregate, the German people, did they understand objective morality and that the belief in human authority is illegitimate and immoral? Well, no, they didn't understand that. That's why they – they you know, government and uh, and – Hitler came into play and the the, uh, the socialist union thrived and then bam you got you had you see what what happened there it's like so yeah. um, but you mentioned karma and I want to touch on this karma means action and mm-hmm. although although we do have our individual karma our path but karma is not like you know um, I stole something from my grandma I walked out the door get hit by a car it, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't operate like that right you do something bad a, a bee comes along and bites you in the ass I mean you'd learn karma really quick if it was that quick <laughs> yes yeah correct but w- we do have we have karma that is built up through our whole lifetime right and then you know added to our our individual journey of evolution this is dharma 
So we, we do have individual karma, but this doesn't we're, – we're, we're talking about it in context to humanity, the, con, the human condition, and this is based on the aggregate, the collective, and it's over long waves of time that we see it. But, but simply put um, – and so one thing that we have to understand is energy, right? Energy, the G meaning – um generation generative this is the life force this is what you know moves things we're you we're using our energy it's the driving force behind actions right so when our mind and our heart are in alignment and they're not in contradiction this is unity consciousness this is this is the the real law of attraction Right. As I think, so I feel and so I act. So we need to ask ourselves, what are we giving our energy to? What do we truly care about? Do we care about freedom? People say they care about freedom, but they don't understand the inner workings. And are they willing to to take on new information and then apply it to themselves? Right. And that that is what I'm finding even as I talk to the people that are around me is that they a lot of people aren't even like I'm telling you, well, it's a it's a chore to get people to look at new information. At least uh, the people I've talked to, they are very, very set in their ways. And as soon as you try to talk to them about this or you kind of uh, want them to look into it, even just to, you know, look at it and kind of like, uh, you know, like, like kind of lead them up to the water. You know, they say you can bring a horse up the water, but you can't make a drink. Um, and I've been trying to do this for a couple of years now and people really fight you on this. They, it, we're up against a, a, it's a big battle. It really is. Yeah. It's the, it's the hardest work to do. The it hardest is. work to do is to step out into the public and go against the narrative and the programming and the conditioning um, and and speak truth. Mm-hmm. So we, we we need to do this just based on the moral obligation. This is activating and harmonizing with the creator's will because the creator creation does want freedom. This is a nat- freedom is a natural state. Right. So we just have usurpers that are that are uh, manufacturing and manipulating people, and but w- manipulating people into creating the state of slavery. Exactly. So again, we're doing it um, to ourselves, and um, and this is the hardest work because as anyone that you know brings truth to family members or friends, they're they're quickly they get a dose of their. Uh, their emotional reactions or their <laughs> oh, mind control sure. get labeled crazy <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Um, so the one great work, right? That was kind of coined by by Mark Passio, but he, but there's also the great work, which this is an extremely old concept. It's a Hermetic f- philosophy, probably older older than that as well. The great work is self mastery. Right. It's, it's doing the the internal um, analyzing and evaluation and asking ourselves or asking oneself, why do I believe the things that I believe or what do I believe? Why do I take the actions that I do? Why do I believe in government? Why do I think voting is going to actually have an impact? 
Why do you know like asking these yep. hard questions and looking at one's own insecurities and faults? This is also called shadow work. I was going to bring that up. Shadow work. That was a huge game changer in my life when I actually sat down and we were talking about this off air where I would sit. I sit every day in a room for an hour quiet and I confront myself and I, and people kind of look at me funny when I say that. And a lot of times they're like, oh, that's easy. I could do that. I, I you just sit there in a room for an hour and confront yourself. I'm like, try it sometime. It is mm-hmm. not easy work when you start confronting yourself and your beliefs and why you have them. And I think it's so important. It's been so life-changing that I started doing this. It's huge into breaking this spell that they have over us. Absolutely. This is why it's called the great work is to is to look in the mirror and face your shadow. Mm-hmm. Shadow representing the subconscious mind, meaning that these are the these are the failures and the insecurities that one has buried deep within themselves, they're not gone though. In fact, on the contrary, they actually come out in behavior. So we need to bring the light to the darkness, meaning we need to bring conscious awareness to what we are not wanting and we are avoiding and ignoring. This is the internal great work. This is where it, it all starts. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. We have to look within. This is where it starts, and we need to face ourselves, reconcile, and um, and then and correct our behavior. Right. And once and, and you know once we get to a certain and and this first this is a lifelong lifelong journey undertaking sure. that that we're going to do we're in this reality there's no such thing as perfection right so we're we're constantly learning failing succeeding we're doing all this we need to integrate this within our within our being so it's continual but with the condition of the world uh we need to do that healing and then we need to use our voice one of the strongest forces that we have weapons exactly. that we have and we need to speak truth to the public and i want to speak the truth and i want to actually clarify this too the truth because there is no my truth there is no rick's truth your truth her truth that that's relative truth that means truth truth is different for each person there's only the truth right meaning that that which is that this is natural law it's unchanging. It is the truth. So it is, it's past tense. It's what has already manifested. Right. And the truth is that we're living in the state of slavery. Yeah. And the truth is that when a society becomes more moral, we become more free. So using our voice and going public and spreading the message of objective morality – Natural law, the belief in a human authority and government is slavery. These, you know, th- this is what we, this is the one great work because we're going, we're going against the grain that, you know, the programming and conditioning of the majority yep. of people. <laughs> so it is tough because we're trying to, and what we cannot force people to do this, but what we need to do is we need to inspire. If the majority of people are unconscious to this type of information and, and are unconscious to their immoral behavior and incorrect thinking, how do we get them to snap out of it? 
out of the trance, out of the hypnogotic state that they're in, state mm-hmm. that they're in. We need to influ- uh, inspire and influence them. Right. By okay. our actions. By our actions and what we say. And at least for me, I think that's uh, I'm going about it. I mean, with my actions and I try to, you know, practice what I talk about for sure. And, and I definitely learned that you cannot force people. I mean, I think everybody, maybe when they start doing the great work, they try that. Like they just want to be like, I just, I know I was very like, you got to watch this. You got to, you know, look into this. You got to read this. And it doesn't work. You can't force it. It, it's, it just doesn't work. I've lost friends that way, to be honest. I've actually lost a few friends that won't talk to me now because of where, like what I'm trying to teach. And they just, they're, don't want to hear it, uh, you know, and I think it's maybe because I went, I'm a little aggressive <laughs> from the start. So I definitely understand what you're saying that you can't force it. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I'll say this to, uh, any listeners that are currently doing the, the, uh, one great work or, uh, or want to that again, it starts internally. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a level of acceptance of accepting, you know, knowing what you're capable of and that you don't, you can't force anyone to uh, to snap out of the the trance that they're in. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're right. We have to be the example. We have to be the change because actions actualize. Right. It's all about our actions. This is what creates freedom or creates slavery is our actions, and our actions are dictated by our mind and heart. Right, right. And that's the problem, I think, too, Will, is that a lot of, well, I think a lot of it is that, and something that I found really uh, interesting learning about was the mind. And, like, because I always wondered, like, what God is here? Like, it's definitely, and that was something that kind of probably got me looking into it years ago was, like, you know, what's going on in people's minds that they're, we're acting this way? Like, what, why do they have these beliefs? Like, what is shape? Why? And then I start when you start diving into it and looking into it, it is definitely you can see that people are definitely uh, their brains aren't working like there are two sides of the brains, the, the left and the right, the male and the female are not working together as a unit. You got people that are very left brain dominant and you got people that are very right brain dominant. And that was something that I learned about myself doing the shadow work is that. I was somebody that was – I'm very artistic. I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm a tattoo artist, and I uh, love music. Very right-brained uh, in that aspect, and mm-hmm. I was not somebody that never – that really got angry a lot. Like, And it wasn't because I did – like I didn't believe that you couldn't get angry or it was a bad thing. I just didn't have that in me, that fire that I have now. Now I've very much come into my sacred anger, believe me. But at the yeah. time when I was looking into it, I wasn't like that. So I then I I saw it in first hand that people are definitely brain their brains are imbalanced, like they're living in one side or the other and not together. Can you kind of touch on that? Yeah, oh, a- absolutely. The polarization of of humanity. Right. Um, yes, you have the the left brain that is majority analytical. This is considered the the masculine side. Uh, masculine and feminine meaning the characteristics. Um, so with left brain, um, this is where we get like atheism and scientism, moral mm-hmm. relativism, social Darwinism, uh, Darwinism um, and which is ultimately based in control. This is like master think. And then on the opposite side, um, we have – Slave think, which is 
religion on unworth um worthlessness self-loathing addiction following orders being a willing slave so you have the active and the passive now the majority of people are polarized to to one of these sides right so th- this is where we have control meaning someone wants wants to have full control over any over any external fact um uh thing in their life this is the master think and then on the opposite side this is where we have victimhood the slave think so having these uh these imbalances um are detrimental to to anyone and this is also the process of the internal work is to look at these polarizations and counter that and bring both the left and the right hemisphere of the brain in unison right this is the um so they're both working they're balanced they're working in unison this is also called the the chemical uh the chemical wedding chemical wedding yep exactly yeah, and that, and that and it's true when you look around the world now. When you start looking into this uh, topic, you can really see it in front. Like when you start, when you notice it, and you start learning about it, you see very, very quickly that people are living in one form or another of of this imbalance. Like you can definitely see. I I can pot spot it with people now that are left brain imbalanced mm-hmm. or right brain imbalanced very quickly. Just yeah. by talking to them for a few minutes, I'm like, whoa, I know where, but they're definitely not, uh, they're not living with that wedding. They're not, they're not working together. That's for sure. Yeah. And the social engineers understand this very deeply. Exactly. And here are some things that apply to both sides of the polarization, media, money, and malnutrition, diet. So um, this is something that I always kind of when I'm talking with someone, um, one thing you have full control over is your diet, right? Your diet of what you put in your body and also what you put in your mind. So start there. And once you once you you because, uh, you know, the, the human body is like a receiver of of consciousness. It's how it has to be in shape. You can look at it as a machine. It's not a machine, but if you got to keep it up to par. Mm-hmm. And um, and as you increase that, then you will be thinking clearly. Um, you'll have more energy and all of that stuff. So that this is why the social engineers they infiltrate every um, angle. Uh, you know, health, education, media—they get the whole gambit, right? And um, but with both polarizations equate to cognitive dissonance, the mm-hmm. deliberately ignoring reality. Um, so we have the the two, and this is why we have Republicans, Democrats, um, right? Red, it's always pairs. Red, blue <laughs> in sports, right? The bread and circuses for for the public. There's always two teams, and it's like so. It's always this back and forth. This this does this is the dialectic, right? And it is. It's the male and the female sides. They're always playing that those two against each other. Absolutely. That's how they. That's how, and then while they do that, they're keeping us so divided because we're always just fighting among uh, fighting amongst each other, and that's the thing. And they got us fighting over the dumbest stuff too. When I started noticing that too, and I'm just like, wow, like. They they are so experienced at what they're doing to us, and I try to tell people too that it's not just government that they, that these um, darks uh, 
the dark occultist, you want to call them, or a master psychologist. People call them different things. I call them master psychologists. They've infected every aspect of our life, like like you just said. They're they're everywhere. They've got into the schooling system, uh, heavy, uh, pharmaceutical for sure. They've created it. Exactly. People it's need by to design. How how deep this goes? This it's this so goes evil. back <laughs> eons. They they have they they've created all of the the systems, money, economics, um, education, all yep. of this. I mean, the public education system comes from the the Prussia era, where the they the system that they used was to create good workers, and we use that system as well. Yep. So and that's um, you what know, they want. They just they don't want people thinking. They don't want people using higher consciousness. They just want to crank you through school, uh, try to re, you know memorize everything you can, regurgitate it, and then you'll get good grades. Go get a job. You'll work you know nine to five and go home, go to sleep, rinse and repeat. That's your life. That's what they want. They do yes. not want people thinking clearly. They don't definitely not clearly, and they don't want people. Um, learning their higher power like getting to that higher consciousness they that they fear that the most i've said that uh, during this interview i've said it yeah exactly that's the most most powerful weapon is the the majority of people coming into alignment and um and when one is balanced that is empowerment mm-hmm. um so you know without self knowledge without the understanding of the working and the functions of our quote unquote machine, our body, our mind, um, um, humans cannot be free. We cannot govern ourselves. Impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, for sure. And we will always remain um, slaves for sure. So this is why the, 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 this, this, the occultism, the knowledge of occultism needs to be de-occulted. It needs to be common sense knowledge. Um, so yeah, it's you know, but the the empowerment that comes within one going public and talking about this information is doing the will of creation. You do have a moral obligation to go out and and fight for freedom. Right. And that's what will I think it, a lot of will it change or can it change are two different things for sure. Right. Right. But, and that's the thing that I find too that I try to tell people because I know a lot of people that I that are looking into this, they're learning about it. They they know the knowledge and they're learning and they they keep learning, but they're not they're not teaching it. And that's what I'm trying to tell them is once you know this knowledge, it's your duty to go out there and start talking about it and trying to wake people up to this. You can't just keep learning and learning and learning and just sitting in a room and not you got to you got to go out there and get your voice out there and start teaching people. And Yeah. That's because those people have still have more internal work to do. They are still um, identifying with the um, the dominance of of egotism, right? It's all about right. my life. Well, I'm not going to see change in my life, so you know, there's no hope for it. It's like you know, I mean, I do this for truth, and because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, right? I don't, I don't identify. I am not that which is, which are that which dies. You, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, people are still stuck in that fear-based where they, they need to see the change. When this has been going on for thousands of years, you think it's going to change in 40 years? Nope. <laughs> but, yet, but yet we need – the individuals need to put in that work for it to change in the future. Right, and that that is so true, and that that is exactly – 
when I tell my the people that I talk to that that know this stuff. I know some people that know it very well, and I'm like, you have to start getting out there, and you can do it. There, you know, there's so many different ways. Like, I mean, a lot of people think that you probably have to go out and do lectures and that. Well, that might not be your thing. There's so many different ways that you can go out and start doing the great work. You can do it through art. You can do it through what we're doing, interviews. You can do it through presentations, music. There's so many different ways to get that message out there. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, again, what the internal work is, is knowing oneself, know thyself, meaning knowing what your your attributes and your qualities are and what you're good at and then using those attributes, talents and qualities to with to express that out into the world with the message of objective morality, true freedom, natural law. So, again, it comes down to knowing oneself. And like you said, there's many, many um expressions of that we are all equal in our rights mm-hmm. but we are not equal in our capabilities talents and what we can learn and grow into but regardless to evolve we have to get involved exactly and that, i'm so glad that i did because it's very empowering when you when you do um start uh fighting for freedom and, and that i definitely wish i would have started sooner but i was still in that fear state where i mean i was thinking of every excuse not to do it i mean it's funny how your brain works like when you're living in that fear state like you're always trying to it's like it's talking you out of it kind of thing and i I tell people you just gotta you gotta do the shadow work which we've said already in this interview is super important to me it's the it's the base stone where you got to start you got to start looking at yourself and your beliefs and why you are the way you are and then once you start learning more and more about natural law and morality and true freedom and all of that good stuff then you know you have to make that decision not to live in fear and go out and spread the message which is what i'm hoping i'm doing and i know you're doing and a lot of other great teachers are doing yeah no absolutely it it comes down to sacrifice this is what someone needs to look in the mirror we all we all sacrifice we sacrifice our energy to do certain things. Um, so, you know, being being honest with ourselves that there is going to be sacrifice and make the right decision. Right. And that's where I think the problem with a lot of people that are in this, like the order followers we were talking about sooner and that uh, like or earlier in the interview, like they they have to do this until they do this shadow work on themselves. We're not we're not going to see any change. And we have to get them to start doing this shadow work before, so they see that what they're even doing is like wrong. Because I do truly think that some of these order followers, they probably think that they're doing the right thing. I'm sure they do. And in their own way, they think they're doing the right thing. And we have that's where we have to start is to start waking people up, you know, to these what are rights and and what are we our our natural rights and all of that stuff before we're ever going to see a change. That's why I keep telling people that are like we not I'm not seeing any change. You're not seeing it because we're not addressing the problem. And the problem is that people aren't doing that internal work and they're not looking into the right information, in my opinion. Exactly. Absolutely. We need more people talking about this type of information. And, right. and, th- and that will create the ripple effect and that will spread and spread. And, um, you know, there's there's we need diversity, you know, flavors for everyone of inspiration and influence. Right. And that, that's true. I mean, everybody does it their own unique way. And that that's a great part about it, too, is that I'm I'm 
from watching all the presentations that I've I've been looking at that you put on uh, and some other speakers and I've watched Mark Passio's work. I've listened to Jay Parker and they all have their own unique story and they all have their own unique way of doing it. And to me, that's what is uh, really amazing. And I'm glad that you brought that up, Will, because I, I think people think you have to do this a certain way and you don't. And I, that's what I'm trying to let people know, too, is that we all can contribute in our own unique way and you know, if we did it all the same, it would be kind of, uh, you know, it wouldn't be very fun if everybody was just doing the same way. It just, you know, you, the diversity is what makes it really amazing, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I say, you know, we don't need we don't need leaders in this endeavor. We need more artists. Mm-hmm. Artists mean, meaning that we we are content creators in some form or fashion. And through that content, we will inspire people. And, you know, and to, to put the, plant those seeds and activate consciousness. Leaders, um, are, are leaders lead people down their own path. We need right. to be our, our own leaders and educate ourselves. Education meaning to lead one out of darkness. Lead yourself out of darkness and be your own leader and then become an artist. So. Whatever, yeah, whatever you're good at. I know, I know somebody that's doing poetry right now and doing a lot of, uh, the poetry they're doing is along, uh, speaking of natural law and all of the topics that we've been discussing and it's amazing. Like really good stuff. And I'm just awesome. like, wow. So yeah, I mean, we, each of us have our own unique way. So I think that's great advice that, you know, cause I think, as I just said, I think people think they have to do it a certain way or, have to do a presentation because I know some people don't like doing presentations. Some people don't like being on camera. So that's not your way, but we all are unique and have our own way of doing it. And that's yeah. what makes it amazing. And I mean, I, and I love your, pre- the presentation that you did on freedom. Like definitely let, I want to give you like the last five minutes, you know, or four or five minutes, let everyone know about everything that you're doing, where they can find your information, what's coming up in the future. This floor, the floor is totally yours. We'll let people know about your work and everything that's going on and where they can find you. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, and then my last comment to tie it into the very beginning of our conversation. Okay. It, um, you know, we do need – this is where technology comes in, right? So we have all different types of expressions, but how do we get that out to the message? Technology. Uh, out <laughs> to the major, uh, to the world, right? We use technology. So uh, I'm, I've taken How to Be the True Media. This is the Mark Passio tech class i highly recommend anyone um to to take on that endeavor i mean it's i'll a be vast taking it this wealth. year <laughs> excellent oh i'm for so sure. excited mark does a great job giving you all the grammar and then it's up to the person to you know put it in practice and get it out there but yeah highly valuable right um, and technology is so important that's the one and as i was saying at the beginning with you i'm glad that we did bring a full circle because for me, that was my biggest, that was my biggest excuse that I used after, now that I look back, is that I was always like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything about OBS. I don't know anything about computers. And I just had every excuse. And then I finally had to say enough of the excuses. I got everything that I needed and now I am doing it. So technology is key for sure. Absolutely. There's two tools for change. Technology and philosophy. Philosophy right. is internal and technology is external. So we need to unify both of those. Um, For sure. Yeah, man. All right. So let everyone know we got about three. Let me just check the time for you. We got about three minutes. So the floor is yours. We'll let everyone know where they can find you. Your anything you want them to know. Cool. Awesome. And again, Rick, thank you so much for having me on. I'm extremely grateful and uh, and, very welcome. 
you're doing a great job on this show for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, people can find me. Uh, my main website is naturalfreedomleague.com. And uh, my partner, John uh, Roland, and I, we do a, a video uh video podcast every saturday night that is 7 p.m pacific time and that's 10 p.m eastern time um highly recommend people come check that out we we make it interactive and uh answer questions we also have a wide variety of guests come on and it's very insightful really good information um again natural freedom league and youtube odyssey uh just go to the website we'll have a whole list of our social media platforms uh, I'm also on the One Great Work Network under Will Keller. That's a project that Mark Passio put together with, um, I think it's about 55 content creators uh, in their own uh, creative expression that are spreading the message of true freedom, uh, objective morality, and natural law. So that's a great resource for people to go to. Um, the Funnel Conference, we are going definitely going to do another one, and we'll go public with Perfect. those details. But, yeah, freedomundernaturallaw.com. And, um, yeah, I'm working on some more presentations and a, my individual website that's just going to be solely based on a uh, video series that's going to give people lay out a full tapestry of shorter videos so people can digest them, um, easy and kind of the full tapestry of the very beginning, uh, to the end of that point to give people the knowledge, the totality of the knowledge and the application and practical means of doing the internal work and expressing um, the uh, the one great work. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I'll definitely be checking that out for sure. And I'm so uh, – I want to thank you so much, Will, for, for coming and talking to, to me and everyone that's listening because I'm definitely – I'm here for truth and I'm here for freedom and, and doing the great work. I, I'm here. I'm – doing my best uh and i think that we need to get more people doing it for sure and i just hope that everyone checks out all the uh your your uh channel and your presentations because your presentation on freedom that's how i got introduced to you was by watching that uh presentation it was amazing and i knew i had to get you on the show to talk about it so i'm so thankful that you took the time to to just come and bring and you know touch on these subjects as we said at the beginning you know, each one of these topics we could talk about for hours. So it's kind of hard to do it in two hours, but I'm glad that we got to touch. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah, glad that we got to touch on that. Oh my God, I just lost my breath. So yeah, I'm glad that we got to touch on that. Yeah. And I want to thank you so much, Will, for, for just taking the time and, and being here. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, thanks, Rick. I, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah. I, Thank you so much. You're very welcome, and I will definitely uh, keep in touch with you and keep doing the great work, Will, and I will have you on again. You're welcome anytime you want. Have a great evening, my friend. Thanks, Rick. Take care. Take care, my friend.
join Revolution Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Studio B for Momentary Zen with host Zen Garcia at freedomslips.com, the people station. This is Thomas, a.k.a. a mad painter. I'd like you to join me Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. You oppose government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. I am Bill Johnson. Some consider my efforts to be an underground law school. I am not an attorney, and I do not give legal advice. I teach. That's lawful and legal. Consider yourself served. You are to appear Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, Studio 